there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. So today we are going to be talking about Magic Lessons by Alice Hoffman. This is the prequel to Practical Magic. Um, I am not someone who has read Practical Magic. I own it. You know, I decided I'm going to read all the books, but I'm going to read them in historical <laughs> context first. Um, however, I have seen, you know, the Practical Magic movie. Surprise, surprise. Um, so I at least know the story of the Owen women, roughly. Um, and I have to say, I really did enjoy in this book. Um, first and foremost, this is not a fast-paced book at all, um, but I didn't expect it was going to be. Um, what I did enjoy of the narrative was how, you know, the how, sorry, I'm drinking my coffee at the same time. <laughs> um, and the how Maria Owens came <clears throat> came to exist, and I love that that opening line for the story. Um, let me just open up the book here because I would love to read it to you. So bear with me for one section. All right, sixteen sixty four. She was found on a January day. January day in the field where the junipers grew, wound in a blue blanket with her name clearly stitched along the border with silk thread. I love the prose for this story. It's very lulling. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic to just see it come alive, to see this lyrical sort of writing. And I'm kind of mad at myself for not picking up Hoffman's books earlier. Um, I say this because, um, one second, I don't want the, I'm printing at the same time. So give me one second. Like I was saying, I'm actually mad at myself for not picking up Hoffman's um, stories before him because I think that they are incredibly well I think that this one in, in particular it's the only one I've read I think if her prose is like this now I can only imagine what Practical Magic was like because um, you only grow as a writer I think and wow it is it really is just kind of wow um how it evolves, how it opens up, how the story just unfolds, you know? Does that make sense? Probably doesn't. I'm not making any sense. <laughs> um, I found it to be mesmerizing, is my point. I found her lyrical, because that, that to me, like that opening line to me, and the way it trickles throughout the story with descriptions and internal narrative, describing your emotions, describing the scenery. To me, it is very lyrical. Um, and that is what 
I loved about it. You know, that is very much what I took away from this story. I think it's just emotive. You know, I, I think, oh gosh, it was just so well done, this prose, because of how it just flows from one scene to the next, from one character to the next, really luring you in. And that's what I think is key here. That is what I think is key for this story, to see it unfold, to see this lyrical sort of writing and prose just kind of flow throughout the narrative. And it does that in a way without hindering the story, in my opinion. And... Oops, my daughter, one second. <laughs> I know one thing after another today. Now, as I was saying, her prose does not dampen the pacing of the story. Um, it just seems to have this natural flow and momentum and you really are understanding exactly what's happening in the story, you know? Um, you're understanding that this is a story about love. It's a story about forgiveness. It's a story about finding light in the darkness because it does follow Hannah Owen um, before it goes to Maria Owen, before it goes to Faith Owen, and then back and forth between Faith and Maria. You're seeing all the complexities of love. Um, young love, foolish love, motherly love, romantic love, friendly love. You're seeing all the different forms, the good and the bad. You're seeing obsessive love. You're seeing um, revenge. You're seeing all these different forms of love as they come into fruition and as they affect the characters um and that's what i think is very compelling about this story that's what i found to be most enjoyable about this story how it's really showing all these different versions of love how it's showing the complexities of it and how it affects the characters um Sorry, I'm joined by my daughter now. <laughs> um, and that's what I think is very wonderful for the story. How we are seeing these complexities come to life. How we're seeing Maria grow as a character. How we're seeing Faith kind of grow darker for her experiences with love. At such a young age, too. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away because they are very prudent for the storytelling. But... An event does happen that separates Maria from her daughter. And unfortunately, a faith grows very bitter. Um, she's very young. She doesn't really understand what's happening. When she does come to understand what's happening, 
she has a lot of hate and a lot of anger built up inside of her that she can't quite understand the consequences of left-handed magic. Now, that being said, she does grow out of it, but it does take time. It does take life and experiences and growth to change her as a character. And that's what I think is really good because you see Maria grow and change. You see them both become hurt by love, you know, at different stages in their life. And you see how different, you know, approaches to living, how growing up differently affects how they deal with the consequences of heartbreak, of pain. Uh, and that's what I thought was really good because there is hope at the end of the story. You know, there's hope for love. There's, there's hope for recovery, you know. And you're seeing it all through the lens of the Owen women as they grow and develop as characters. And I love the historical setting of the story. I love going from these, from Essex County, England, to Essex County, Massachusetts, and then finally to Brooklyn. I think it's wonderful. Um, as someone who grew up in Massachusetts, you know, just to be reminded of my home, to see it through this historical lens, I thought was very wonderful. I mean, if you've ever get, been to Massachusetts, everywhere you walk, you know, there's history there. You've got old buildings. I mean, the fact that the city is not even on a grid, um, it's just, you know, those are roads repaved from horse carriages. <laughs> um, it's kind of crazy driving there. Um, but that's why you have the subway system. But to see history come alive, I thought was personally very wonderful. I thought it was brilliantly done. And ultimately, I can't wait to read the rest of the series. Um, like I said, I'm not reading them by publication order. I'm reading them by historical context. So, um, Rules of Magic is next. So I'm very excited to get to read that one. Um, I think that the Owen women are brilliant. And you know what? If they could do... Because Hoffman has finished her, her series now. Uh, the Book of Magic is the, you know, the last book in the series, reportedly. I think it'd be great if the people who did A Discovery of Witches did um, the Practical Magic series. <laughs> I think that would be something truly wonderful to watch and witness. And they could do it by historical context. You know, you've already got the whole series laid out for you. You know, adapt it however way you want to. Um, and I think it would be something really incredible. So I have to give uh, Magic Lessons 4.5 out of 5 stars. It was really an astounding novel. Truly loved it can't wait to read more of the series um and like i said her writing is so much like that first line it's memorable it's lyrical the prose it just the, it captures the fluidity of the novel in such a mesmerizing way um and that's what her writing does it's mesmerizing so again uh magic lessons 
four and a half out of five stars. Please remember to purchase the book from your local bookseller, online book retailer. I just ask that you support your bookshops versus Amazon.com. If you feel like there's not a bookshop near you, well, you know what? Barnes & Noble does ship everywhere across the country. And bookshop.org um, will donate if you want to buy online. First, you can look up an independently owned bookstore nearest you. You might not know that there is one close to you. I've discovered through that website that there are a bunch of small independently owned bookstores near me. And whichever one is closest to your address, if you purchase online, they'll donate a percentage of those sales to that independently owned bookstore, which I think is great. If money is very tight because your excuse is, oh, well, it's just cheaper on Amazon, then go to the local library. You know, libraries are another great resource for the community, and they will help you save money because guess what? They're free. It's free books. You just have to return them <laughs> by the due date. And you're great. Um, on that note, I hope you all continue to support me here by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee or Anchor FM, my recording platform. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.